Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash spookshow. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Inside the junk hole. Oh my goodness. Well, sometimes that is better. It just tastes so damn good. Stargrove. Wolfman's got Nars. Killer mommy. <laughs> Here's Johnny. Thou art the one. Slap. Star Child. What the hell did we just watch? The All American Spook Show Podcast. Welcome to yet another edition of the All-American Spook Show Horror Podcast. As always, I'm Josh, and I'm joined here with my good friends Will, hey, hey. Donnie, hey. and the Professor Smoke. What's up? And we are here to, we're not quite to our uh, our new year yet. That's on Halloween. That'll be our anniversary, you know, uh, spectacular on, that will be released on October 31st. But uh, we're doing something new here. We're going to have the first annual All-American Spook Show Horror Podcast Awards. Uh, we've got... 15 categories uh, for today. Now, all of the movies that are going to be eligible today are from basically from the start of our quote-unquote new year, which was the first episode after our uh, second anniversary show last year. So that our our uh, eligible period starts from episode 45 from November of last year, from 2020, all the way up to episode 73 from uh, just back in September, Maximum Overdrive. So I'll go ahead and uh, quickly run down the list of movies that are going to be eligible here today. Uh, first off, we've got Behind the Mask, The Rise of Leslie Vernon from 2006, Blood Rage from 1987, Better Watch Out from 2016, Christmas Evil from 1980, VFW from 2019, Demons 1985, It Chapter 2 from 2019, Popcorn from 1991, into the Dark, the episode Crawlers, that, that is like the uh, movie anthology series that comes on Hulu, that episode Crawlers from 2020. April Fool's Day from 1986, The Curse of La Llorona from 2019, Chopping Mall from 1986, Annabelle Comes Home 2019, Jesse James Meets Frankenstein's Daughter 1966, The Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It from 2021, The Wolfman from 1941, Wolf Cop, 2014, An American Werewolf in London, 1981, Ginger Snaps from 2000, The Howling from 1981, Another Wolf Cop from 2017, and uh, the last one that's eligible is Maximum Overdrive from 1986. So like I said, we've got about 15 categories for special awards that we're going to be run through here, and um, that's what we're going to be going through today. And now we'll mention what the categories are in depth here in just a second. But before we get any deeper into it, I'll go ahead and throw out the usual information. You can contact us by email at allamericanspookshow at gmail.com. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at AA Spook Show. You should be easily be able to find us by searching All American Spook Show on Instagram, Facebook, 
Slasher. We, we have uh, social accounts on all those, of course, and on TikTok. We have a YouTube channel, which, you know, uh, we do live streams. We have Deadline Horror News every Thursday. That's over there. You should be easily able be able to find that on uh, by searching All American Spook Show there. We have a Tee Public page where you can find logoed merchandise. Uh, we have some other cool designs. That's all available there to purchase. Uh, they run sales from time to time, so occasionally uh, you can take advantage of that. So all that's over on Tee Public. Find that by searching for All American Spook Show. And of course, we have our Patreon. That's Patreon.com/slash/AASpookShow, where every Tuesday, we have a new episode of our Library of Professor segment, you know, on, on our Patreon video mini shows that come out every Tuesday. And in that, Professor Smoke takes something from his, uh, a selection from his vast library, books, movies, whatever he decides he wants to talk about, takes the item and we just, you know, he discusses it, reviews it. Sometimes he gives a rating, sometimes he doesn't, but it's always a good time to be had every Tuesday on Patreon. Uh, and of course there are other perks, you know, by becoming a patron, and you can go over to patreon.com slash show to see more about that. So th this whole episode, like I said, it's going to be an award show. So it's going to be kind of be operating as well as kind of like a look back on the year. I'll run through the categories that we're going to be uh, going down through today. Best kill scene. Highest kill count. Best werewolf transformation scene. Best werewolf sex scene. <laughs> now, those last two came like straight up out of the fact that we did the Summer of the Wolf series. And yeah. we start watching all these werewolf movies, and we realize, wait a minute, like, almost every single one of them has some kind of crazy sex scene in it. So <laughs> we decided to make that one of the categories. Um, we got the highest gore score, so uh, that will be reliant on uh, the gore scores that Smoke gives out uh, every episode. Uh, and the, the highest kill count, by the way, that's on the kill count that Will gives out every episode. Uh, we're going to have uh, Spook Show's Funniest Moment. So that's kind of just like... The funny moments that we all kind of put together, you know, put our heads together and came up with some funny moments throughout the last year. And we'll kind of take a vote. You know, we'll talk about it and take a little vote on that to see where it, we come up with that. Uh, our best older reviewed film and our best newer re reviewed film, those two separate categories. Uh, the reason we separate them is because we kind of have this uh, fine line between old and new. We consider anything, quote unquote, old to be anything made 1999 and older. And anything new is from 2000 to the present. So that's kind of our cutoff point. So the best older movie that we talked about and the best newer movie that we talked about. Uh, we have three separate Spook Show Filmmaker Awards that we're going to be giving out for director, writer, and makeup slash SFX. Uh, we're going to name a new or the first Spook Show Scream Queen and we're going to name the first Spook Show Scream King. And of course the, the, the two big categories are the worst movie that we talked about this past year and the best movie that we talked about this year. So lots to talk about, lots to go through, and, and I'm looking forward to going through all these with you. I guess we'll start, the, the first category here is, we'll start with best older review film. There's a number of nominees. I'll go ahead and list them all off because these are the older movies that we watched, and then we'll, we'll, uh, uh, we'll name the winner. So we've got Blood Rage from 1987, Christmas Evil from 1980, Demons from 1985, Popcorn 1991, April Fool's Day 1986, Chopping Mall 1986, Jesse James Meets Frankenstein's Daughter 1966, The Wolfman 1941, An American Werewolf in London 1981, The Howling 1981, and Maximum Overdrive 1986. Now we're going strictly by what our ratings were um, for these particular films. And that's where we're coming up with uh, the winners on these ones because we've already like 
reviewed these things in depth on all these on all those particular episodes. So um, you can go back to those episodes to listen, you know, for a deeper dive on each one where we actually discussed it and uh, uh, gave the rating uh, for those. Hold on while I pull the uh, I forgot to pull the number, the actual like rating up. But we do have an, a, a definitive winner here because they were the, it was the highest rated uh, movie that we did as far as like older movie. And the winner is An American Werewolf in London from 1981. Our consensus score on that one was 3.75. So that's three and three quarter stars, all four of us. And, and that was exactly what all four of us gave. Our star ratings was three, uh, three and three quarter stars <laughs> on that one. So... Yeah, it was pretty much across the board, man. Yeah, pretty pretty easy to decide the winner there because like th- there was a couple that were fairly close, but uh, of those movies that I just listed off, but that one when all three or I'm sorry when all four of us give three and three quarter stars, uh, it's pretty hard to top that. And it hasn't been that long ago that we talked about that one. I mean, did uh, did you guys have anything to add about that one? Classics. I mean, so, and I, yeah. I think it's one that all of us have seen multiple times, but at least. At least twice each. Yeah, it's, yeah it's, our, it's actually our second most popular episode that we've ever had. You so. mean as uh, as far as like uh, uh, listeners and all that, right? Yeah, yeah. No, the the transformation scene in that movie is just brutal. I mean, it, it just kind of, even though it's so old, I mean, it still makes you cringe sitting there watching it. Oh yeah, yeah. It definitely it still holds up well. And, and and we'll get into that here shortly because that, like I said uh, a little bit ago, that's actually one of the categories is the uh, best werewolf transformation scene and uh that one is uh obviously nominated so that oh one, yeah that one will be coming back up uh here very shortly all right so the next one that we're going to talk about the next category that we're going to hand out a trophy to is best newer reviewed film now the, like i said these are the ones that came out that we have reviewed and talked about here on the show post 2000 or 2000 to today the nominees are behind the mask the rise of leslie vernon from 2006 Better Watch Out, 2016, VFW, 2019, It Chapter 2, 2019, Into the Dark, Crawlers, 2020, The Curse of La Llorona, 2019, Annabelle Comes Home, 2019, The Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It, 2021, Wolf Cop, from 2014, Ginger Snaps, from 2000, and Another Wolf Cop, from 2017. And the winner of the Best Newer Reviewed Film... From this past year is from the year 2000. <laughs> from, the year, <laughs> from, from the year 2006, Behind the Mask, The Rise of Leslie Vernon. Um, that was awesome. All of us gave. Now, Donnie hasn't given his star rating on that one just yet. And uh, we will get to that when we do the anniversary episodes because yeah. there, there's a. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, I think, movies that we don't have a rating for, for from Donnie because he didn't join until March. So, And this goes back to November, so that this was one of them. But uh, the three of us cumulatively gave it an even four stars. So uh, clearly we all loved it. And, uh, Donnie, we know you've seen it. So uh, I guess you can give yeah. some small thoughts. I mean, you can give your deeper thoughts on the anniversary episode, but yeah. what do you think? Yeah, I'll, just, I'll save everything for them. Okay, well. Yeah, yeah it, it was great. Like I said, uh, we all gave it a cumulative of four. Will, you gave it four and a half stars, which uh, if that's, that's not rare if that's not your ra- highest rated movie, it's got to be pretty damn close. Well, I think Jaws 
I think you we all gave yeah, yeah four and three quarters. On yeah, that. yeah. Um, Smoke, you gave yeah. yeah John. No, no, I, I, I loved behind the mask. I mean, uh, uh, props to Smoke for uh, uh, nominating that one up for us. I'd never heard of it. I didn't go in it with any real, you know, high expectations. Man, this was just an awesome movie. I mean, uh, the fact that it's you know mockumentary style, and then about halfway through the movie. Yeah, that was one. That was what I just threw out there as like. I mean, I, I, I figured y'all would like it, but I didn't know how much or how well it would go over. It's like, and it just kind of came to me. I'm like, yeah, well, that would be a good one. I think to do on the show, and yeah, like it's and it was good for me seeing it again. It's been a little while, so I get more. I guess I like it more each time I see it. It's one of those movies that it definitely grows on you. I think with each viewing. And it bears repeated viewing. So. Um, not to give too much away, but this this movie will come back up in uh, all of our categories and uh, some other um, handing out some other trophies later on. If anybody hadn't seen this movie, like this is this is absolutely one of those movies you can watch ten times and just watch the background yeah. scenes. And there's yeah. there, there's stuff going on back here. This is like nods to you know any horror movie you've ever seen. Yeah, it's, there's layers to it, man. A lot of uh, yeah. Lot I mean, of I've Easter seen it. Eggs. I don't know how many times I've seen it. Four times. I might have seen it four times, and every one of those times, maybe the fifth time that we did it on the show, I picked up something new each time that I didn't catch before. Yeah, I've I've still only seen it the one time when uh, we watched it for the show, I, and I definitely like to sit down and watch that one again. I might have to put that one on the old October playlist. Um, Smoke, you gave it four stars, and then I gave it three and a half stars. So I wasn't. It kind of went down from Will to you know to Smoke to me, but. Um, that once again, we'll we'll revisit that. This isn't the last time we're going to talk about that on this on this show, and uh, we'll definitely have more to add on that one on our anniversary. The next category we have here is uh, our three Spook Show filmmaker awards that we're going to hand out. Um, so we'll go through the first one. Now we don't have a list of nominees, and basically, uh, Donnie, I mean, you and I kind of uh, got together yeah. to kind of put these things together. So what was what was the uh, criteria here as far as tiebreakers and how we came to these? Yeah, so, you know, like there was um, uh, the primary criteria is this is based off of our Crip Connections uh, doc where uh, it's basically, you know, the the movies that you that you mentioned, uh, it's episode 45 through 73. Um, and this this criteria was basically the not only the most uh, appearances uh, for those episodes for our calendar year, uh, but it's also you know, what were the highest rated episodes? So, like, that's basically where we came to the conclusion here. So, the the winner of uh, the Director of Filmmakers Award is Lowell Dean for Wolf Cop and Another Wolf Cop. And like you said, the conclusion there is that's basically not only the, the, the ratings, but how many times we watched a movie that this person directed, right? I mean, because we probably don't have a lot of uh, movies that uh, one director uh, did where we talk multiple winners are, you know, you know, you get what I'm saying? Like multiple yeah. movies that one particular guy directed. I think the only Typically other one we don't run into this, yeah. uh, but, uh, but yeah, this just happened to be, uh, you know, just one of those things, uh, that, you know, we, what was the, what was the upon. other one where it was, uh, wasn't it Michael Chavez? It was Michael Chavez, and it was primarily because his movie sucked, uh, which, uh, <laughs> uh, I mean, shit, let's just call it what it is. Yeah, it was primarily, you know, was it Curse of Lyrona and Conjuring uh, Devil Made Me Do It. Both of those collectively sucked, and that's why he didn't uh, didn't win this one. And, um, yeah, Lowell Dean did. 
<laughs> uh, Will, you got anything to add to that? Like, uh, as far as uh, between the two Chavez movies and these two Wolf Cop movies? Well, yeah, I mean, uh, all you really got to do is listen to our podcast. I mean, you know, like, uh, I think, I think uh, one thing that uh, it had going against it, uh, you know, with the curse of La Llorona and all that stuff is, is the fact that we've we've got an idea of what the the universe is now. We weren't in love with with either one of those movies, man. When when, when you sat there and, and watched uh, the Wolf Cop movies, man, he 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 hit it just dead on point. You know, it's it's super fun movie to watch. You know, like like didn't take anything too seriously, and 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 it was just it was just a fun watch. What do you think about him, Smoke? Yeah, it's uh well, if you've listened to the podcast, you know that I've been talking shit on uh Curse of La Llorona for a long time. So it was kind of uh, you know, it was it was it was a good moment when everybody else agreed with that too. I didn't want anybody to just come on and like, What the hell is Smoke talking about? This movie's awesome. So yeah, at least that that was vindicated with that. <laughs> and then as far as the uh you know, Conjuring Devil made me do it, it's definitely my least favorite of the of those of the actual conjuring movies themselves, you know. Uh, outside of the Annabelle, or whatever, and then the whole the whole aspect that they shoehorned in the Conjuring universe into the Curse of La Llorona. You know, we we've talked about that too with Father Perez, right? He was the, the connecting link, the, connect, the connecting tissue. The only it was like, oh, we got this movie, this La Llorona movie, but you think we can make it part of the Conjuring universe? Yeah, get Father Perez in here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now I can. Right. But yeah, as far as those go, yeah, and as far as the Wolf Cop movies go, I think Will, yeah, Will said everything needs to be said about that. I mean, they just kind of came out of left field too. Much like the rise of you know uh, the uh, behind the mask, uh, just kind of came out and you know I heard a little bit about Wolf Cop before it hit the streaming services and but didn't really read a whole lot into it you know read much about it any reviews on it or anything watched it the first time when it first hit those streaming services and then uh, was just pleasantly surprised by it I mean it's it's entertaining as hell so anybody who hasn't seen that out there yet definitely worth a watch and the second one you know we talked about that too it was. It was good. I mean, it's it's kind of hard to capture that magic that the first one captured. So, but it was still a very entertaining film in its own right. Let's see our next the next category that we're going to be going over and handing out an award for is writer. So this is our next Spook Show Filmmakers Award for writer, and uh, we're going to go ahead and hand that out to Stephen King for It Chapter Two and Maximum Overdrive. Um, now, obviously, he didn't necessarily well. He did write Maximum Overdrive. Well, he wrote the stories for both of them. Yeah, he actually wrote the screenplay in the movie and directed it and everything for Maximum Overdrive, but um, uh, he was only in it chapter two, right? Because he was in the second one, not the first one. Yeah, yeah, he was in the second one. Um, but it's his story, and obviously, you know, they 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 stayed pretty close to the books on that. So that's one of the biggest reasons why we're handing this one over to Stephen King, the master himself. Um, Donnie, what do you have to say? No about matter that? what he thinks of his own movie, Maximum Overdrive. Yeah. We still love it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we definitely loved yeah. it, even though he's like, yeah, this was a, what did he call it, a moron movie, and everything that we yeah, had yeah. ever said. <laughs> yeah, I was reading, uh, reading uh, earlier um, that um, he he actually apologized to Emilio Estevez. He's like, man, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm just like, I don't know. It's still a fun movie. I, I guess if you if you're a guy like Emilio Estevez who probably kind of takes the craft a little more serious than that, you know, um, especially nowadays, he's probably he probably doesn't look too finely on it. Like as far about yeah, yeah, that's something I did. Let's move it along. You know, <laughs> I got paid. It's yeah, I, at the time that you know Breakfast the Club had just came out, so I'm sure he was like really hoping that this you know here as a Stephen King movie I'm going to be a part of is going to be this big yep. you know blockbuster thing. 
that didn't happen. Yeah. And we talked about that in the episode, like uh, Stephen King himself didn't even want, well, I, I wouldn't necessarily say he didn't want Emilio Estevez, right? But he he wanted, what was it, Bruce Springsteen to play that part? Bruce, Bruce Springsteen, Springsteen. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So I'm, I'm sure yeah, and this is a this is actually another uh, you know it, it was just the there were other writers who would who would actually uh, uh, appeared on episodes um, you know during the course of our year uh, but you know Stephen King's movies were just higher rated mm-hmm. so and you know what what better to give an inaugural uh, Spook Show award to the best horror writer. Of all time. Yeah. The King, Stephen oh, yeah, King, the master. Yeah. All right, so for our final Spook Show Filmmaker Award that we're going to be handing out, this is for makeup slash SFX. Uh, and we're going to be handing this out to Eleanor Sabaduk. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you were going to do Sabaduqua. <laughs> Sabaduquia. Sabaduquia. Uh, for, How'd that go again? <laughs> yeah, you heard me. Uh, the Curse of La Llorona, Annabelle Comes Home, and The Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It. She was, uh, yeah. she, she had work on all three of those films that we talked about uh, in the past year. So uh, say what you will about uh, the movies themselves, uh, as far as Curse of La Llorona specifically and The Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It. Um, and we didn't exactly love, love, love Annabelle Comes Home either, but I think we all liked that one better than those two movies. Uh, I, I think, generally speaking, but um, say what you will about the movies and the stories themselves, but the uh, the makeup and the special effects and everything in those movies are top notch. So, oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, so she definitely earned the award. So we're going to be handing that out to her. Yeah, I, I want to say that she's also been in a lot of our episodes. Now, yeah, she's she's you know hardline involved with the uh, the entire Conjuring universe, uh, but she's been in some other episodes that I just can't think of right now. Um, but yes, I think she's been in about, uh, I want to say eight, eight of our episodes, maybe something like that. Crazy. Awesome. <laughs> Not as many as that random French horn player that you pulled up that one time. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was random. It was like, he's been in, uh, you know, like 1200 movies yeah. <laughs> just playing like third chair French horn or some shit. <laughs> but <laughs> we need to create a spook show award for the best French horn or something. Yeah. Oh my God. Hands down. Well, he, he he just gets the lifetime achievement award then, if that's the case. That's right. Uh, all right, so we move into the uh, summer of the wolf. So uh, we we ended up getting two categories out of this that we felt were uh, uh, worth getting out of it. One is obvious. One was less obvious, especially when we got started with the summer of the wolf. Um, but the first one is best werewolf transformation. Um. The nominees are obviously pretty much all of the movies that we watched throughout the Summer of the Wolf. The Wolfman, Wolf Cop, An American Werewolf in London, Ginger Snaps, The Howling, and Another Wolf Cop. Now, this is one that we haven't, that's quote-unquote already predetermined, so I guess we kind of need to... Uh, yeah, just kind of discuss it. Yeah, have a little roundtable discussion here on what we thought. So, uh, uh, as far as stacking these up against each other, do we go ahead and eliminate The Wolfman? I mean, because... <laughs> Because it's 1941. I mean, it's cool for the time and everything, but right, it doesn't really compare to these, right? I mean, those are really good cutaways. Yeah, <laughs> or really good long dissolves. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I guess you. Go ahead. No, I was just like, if you're if you're talking about, uh, yeah, you, you almost have to eliminate Wolfman. 
Classic. <laughs> yeah, you can't. Yeah, I mean, yeah, unless, yeah, I mean, unless we had some other older movies to compare effects to, you know, really the Wolfman was the oldest one we had in here. And yeah, it, yeah. You know, pretty much can't compare modern effects with classic effects as far as transitions and in latex appliances and all that stuff without it's apples and oranges and, and, I, and i would dare say like even if you added in a couple other uh lon cheney jr wolfman movies that still wouldn't be the best transformation yeah. scene yeah. in his other movies from yeah. His yeah yeah true um, it was so, the first for universal anyways, so we, or at least for you know the franchise so we, <laughs> the lon cheney franchise. Right, so, uh, we respect the wolfman for what it is but we'll go ahead and eliminate that one so that yeah. um so uh, I guess the next one, let's just say our top, our top, I'll say what my top one probably is, is an American werewolf in London for me. So I think, can we all agree? We can at least put that one in the top two to, to, to vote on it's here? It's in the top two. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. It's in uh, my top two. So we can, uh, yeah, get rid of uh, ginger snaps. <laughs> I was uh, about to say, wait a minute. We, we need to discuss ginger snaps for a no, second there. No, we don't. Um, <laughs> no. Well, I think for... I certainly think for werewolf transformation scenes, it doesn't. I mean, it's you know, it's got what it's got in there. But as far, I don't think they were going for the greatest or what they had money wise to make the best werewolf transformation scene. Maybe so. I don't know. I I, I wouldn't put it up there. Okay. As far as the best transformation so scenes, then, I mean, so, for me personally. So then we kind of come down to the two wolf cop movies and and the howling. I, I kind of lump the two wolf cop movies together, right? Because it's, I, I don't think one was so yeah, much. Yeah. Yeah. I, th I think we all agreed the first one was better than the second one, but as far as transformation scenes, right, um, they're about the same. So, uh, yeah. so basically, the comparison is that to the Howling. So, do we keep the Howling or do we keep the Wolf Cop movies? Mm. Well, for the Wolf Cop movies, I, I think it's an interesting way they did it. Like the whole his whole skin peeling off and the werewolf coming through the skin. Is it was a different yeah. concept, I think. Sure, yeah. yeah, and that one it was almost like the wolf was up underneath his skin the whole time, right? Yeah. Like, and when he and yeah, when he it was almost out, uh, it off. you know, yeah, it was. Uh, it's like you're screwed. peeling off a layer, like some kind of a like a cicada or something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like, I mean, it looks cool. Yeah, you know, conceptually, it looks cool and all, but I mean, you know, like where does the skin come from? Does it just grow back? You know, when he turns back yeah. to a human? Yeah, that's another thing. Like, okay. Well, I mean, I guess, I guess, kind of going down that road. I mean, I guess this isn't necessarily, you know, part of the awards show talk, but I mean, does does the, you know, once you get bitten by a wolf in that universe, like, do you live forever because you're pretty much regenerating after that? Mm, I don't know. That's a you just blew my mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> maybe that's uh, a discussion for uh, Summer of the Wolf 2022. Yeah. Some, I don't know. Revenge of Summer of the Wolf. Yeah. <laughs> Son of Summer of the Wolf. Um, all right, so that basically brings us down to an American werewolf in London versus the howling. Now, I think this is where it gets interesting. This is the real debate, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. And the howling came out before Amer an American werewolf in London, you know, just food for thought. Just like a few months. Yeah, like it came out the same year, both from 1981, both mm. revered as, you know, two of the best werewolf movies, or at least American Werewolf is, for sure. But regardless, two of the best werewolf movies ever made. Um, both revolutionary. Rick Baker did American Werewolf in London, and, and I'm blanking on who, what was the guy smoked uh, for? Rob Bottin. Yeah. Yeah. So, and he was like a disciple of Rick Baker, right? Or a partner or something. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. We kind of talked about that on those, on the, of course, on those podcasts where Rick Baker was initially attached to, I mean, um, yeah, Rick Baker was initially attached to the howling 
And then when the American Werewolf was announced, and they and you know they wanted Rick Baker to do the text, he just jumped ship. Although I mean, not completely jumping ship. He knew that he would leave the Howling in the capable hands of Rob Oteen, his assistant, and then he took off to do American Werewolf. So, all right. So there's concept behind that. So basically, that that's the debate. Like, who, who did it better? Did Rick Baker do it better or uh, Boteen? You know, but well, what do you say? Like, hmm. I guess we'll just go one by one. What do you think between the two? Oh, American World of Bears. I mean, I mean, it's 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 you mean not even Paris. in London. Uh, I'm sorry, in London. Yeah, <laughs> we, haven't, uh, we haven't watched that one yet, but I'm sure we'll get to it the next time. <laughs> Come on, don't we all like a uh, uh, mid '90s uh, uh, um, special effects? Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. Uh, I'm sure. Yeah, oh yeah, we we love them so much, like House of Wax, the remake of yeah. Oh, fuck <laughs> no. We were very kind to that movie. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, extremely kind. <laughs> But yeah, like I said earlier, man. I mean, that transformation scene is just so brutal. Like, you know, it's it's how old now, and and it's still just like you feel the change when you sit there and watch that movie. All right, uh, Donnie, I'll go to you. What what do you say next? American Werewolf in London. Yeah, it's not it's not close for me. Oh uh, yeah, I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna echo the sentiments of Will and Donnie. I'm go with uh, American Werewolf in London for the best transformation. Even though if you listen to those podcasts and Listen to our ratings. For mine, me personally, I think I give, I give The Howling a little bit more of a star rating than American Werewolf as far as that's just the general movie itself. But as far as the transformation scene, hands down, it's, it's American Werewolf in London. Yeah, not, I mean, those bladder effects and all that and the, crunch, the sound effects, everything that they yeah. did for that scene was just amazingly well done. And like I said, like we mentioned off the top of the show, it, held, it holds up today still. And not that we need my vote, but I agree. It's an uh, it's an American Werewolf in London. I think they they were pretty good in the Howling, too. You know, no question. But yeah, yeah. Those uh, the the only weird thing about uh, uh, either one of those movies really is like the reactions to people when like the werewolf is transforming right in front of them and they don't run, oh, yeah. <laughs> or they don't run or try to kill it right where it stands. You know, <laughs> they just stand there and let it play yeah. out. <laughs> There's but, no way you can do that. I guess there's no there's no way you can have a good werewolf transformation and and have it be realistically within like two or three seconds, you know that. And you get then you got to show cutaways of this person. Like what are they doing? Are they reacting? You know. But yeah, in, in any real world situation, that person would have been long gone, and werewolf would still be transforming five minutes later. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh man. Yeah, we'll, we'll add yeah. that you can go back in the archives and listen to episode sixty five for an American Werewolf in London um, to hear you know more of our conversation on that and, and get yep. all of our ratings and everything like that. But, um, all right. So that's it for the, uh, for the show. Good night. No, <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> no we've got, uh, the next, uh, 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 category is we're staying with the summer of the wolf theme. Um, now this one could be an interesting, a slightly interesting debate too. best werewolf <laughs> sex scene. Now, <laughs> this is one that we didn't think was going to be a thing. When we watched, uh, what well, we, we watched the Wolfman first, so obviously there was nothing there other than like you know, uh, Lon Chaney Jr. kissing the uh, the woman or something, right? But and Wolf Cop is where this started, uh, back <laughs> back in episode sixty three, where there's a full on sex scene with a werewolf, and and at the time we were just like, how often do you see something like this in a werewolf movie, right? Like, ha ha ha, werewolf having sex. Um, <laughs> Well, out of all the movies, almost every single movie. movie. <laughs> out of all the movies that we watched this summer, uh, we got at least four nominees. 
Yep. Um, and it's not like we watched a hundred wolf uh, werewolf movies either. I mean, we, <laughs> <laughs> we only watched what uh, six, seven, one, two, three, Eight. four, six, something like that. Six, something six Is or seven. Six? I think it was six. Oh. Uh, hold on, I'll count real quick just so we'll, we'll be official. One, two, three, four, five, six. Yeah, we watched six movies and we have four oh. nominees for best werewolf sex <laughs> scene. So we start with Wolf Cop, where Wolf Cop has sex with. Uh, uh, it turns out, you know, uh, spoiler alert, that it's a uh, shapeshifter. But it's this woman that's basically dressed like Red uh, Red Riding Hood that comes into his jail cell, and then they just have like a whole five-minute uh, sex scene there. He's uh, he's a werewolf, and uh, she's in, like, human form, and they're having sex. <laughs> and, <laughs> and Ginger Snaps, now I'm blanking on exactly what the sex scene was there, but it seems like it, it did happen, right? I'm just, Man, that, that movie. No, I think... I'm blind. I think that one kind of left it like open ended, and then and then later on in the movie, she said that nothing happened. I'm thinking maybe like yeah, he's like, talking about in the car with the in the car with the guy. I'm yeah. she basically basically it, it uh <laughs> like, happened. She basically raped him, kind of thing, as a werewolf. Yeah, I think like he felt her tail or some shit. <laughs> Was it not? Was it not that? Am I? Am I high? And when she's like uh, half werewolfed out, like towards the end, or she's getting all powerful yeah. and stuff, and she looks mm-hmm. kind of like uh, uh, the dude from Buffy and Buffy the Vampire Slayer and Angel or whatever with the puffed up forehead. Um, that's kind of the look they were going for there. But yeah, so there was that. Wh- whatever the hell happened in that movie, there's that scene. Um, yeah. w- we got the howling where this was. I want to say this is the first because God knows we thought that Wolf Cop was the first and only, and now we're finding out we were wrong. But this might be the one and only animated werewolf sex scene. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're talking about pre CG oh, effects, so they had, to, they had to go with animation on that scene, yeah. right? <laughs> well, you see it happening, though, right? Like, uh, mm. du- dude starts uh, uh, werewolfing out, and they go down by like the campfire and just instantly get the business. And uh, then, yeah. then as it's cutting away, they're they have fully transformed into like not like not werewolves. I don't think really as much as like just they turn into like timber wolves or something, right? Like, they just look like regular wolves, yeah. and, but it's animated by the moonlight as you know the camera pans up. So there's that one, and then another wolf cop. Now in this one, it's almost like a role reversal from Wolf Cop. He's not he's not <laughs> werewolfed out, but the girl that he has sex with is. Werecat it out. Um, spoiler alert: There is a werecat and another wolf cop, but he is in his human form having sex with her. So, uh, let the debate begin. <laughs> What's the best werewolf <laughs> sex scene? Wolf cop, ginger snaps, which is questionable. The howling and another wolf cop. Will I'll go to you first? You're the lucky one. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm going to cut it pretty short on this one. I'm just going to I'm just going to say the howling because uh, that was just like. Wait, what just happened? <laughs> the other ones, the other ones, you know, a lot are, are like slapsticky, but it's just like it's a uh, hey, uh, here's here's two real people, and now I'm watching what Clash of the Titans. <laughs> yeah, didn't you see that little metal owl sitting up in the tree over there? That was... um, Donnie, what do you say? I'm gonna go with uh, another wolf cop. Yeah, it was just like, just when you thought it, it was like, oh, okay, yeah, it's over. It's not over. No, and it, it was just like, you think of tits, right? Tits. 
Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Six, six of them. Another wolf cop. She, she had six of them. Yeah, I forgot. <laughs> How could I forget? It was just like, and it was egregious, and it was, it was memorable. Memorable. If yeah. nothing else, it's that. Yeah. All right, professor, we got a we got a uh, dilemma here. Where where are you at? Uh oh, might have another dilemma here. I have a three way dilemma. <laughs> three way werewolf. Uh, guys, I'm going with the I'm going with the first wolf cop because the sure absurdity of it. I mean, not that you know another wolf cop was just was even kind of more absurd, I guess. But just the the sheer sheer length of the scene in wolf cop is is pretty impressive. And I just went with it for a while, you know, it just kept going. I think and, it, uh, I think in both of them you're right. Like both those movies, like it's just yeah. they're not brief, man. It's like five minutes of screen time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that's I, I chose Wolf Cop, but I had that predetermined, so that was. <laughs> So now we got a three. We got three different movies. Well, so I, I guess it might be up to you, Josh, to be well, the time breaker. I'm going to go with Ginger Snaps. Just, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, I think I think I'm going to go with the Howling because uh, kind of for the same reasons that you said, Will. Like it's more like what the shit, you know? Like <laughs> you're sitting there, like okay, this is uh, here we go with another werewolf scene, you know? Now we're kind of getting used to it at this point when we watch that movie. And then it just does that cutaway, and it's animated, and it's clearly animated. And you're like, what? It just became like a 1982, you know, animated series thing. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to go with uh, The Howling. So, I guess that is the big winner uh, for Best Werewolf <laughs> Sex Scene. Episode 69, huh? <laughs> Episode 69. <laughs> Of course. Of course it's 69. Of course we did not plan that out whatsoever, but episode 69, The Howling, wins best werewolf sex scene. So there you have it. That Uh, is awesome. The great debate has been settled. (laughs) I don't don't understand what's so funny about that. (laughs) Nothing. I'm sorry. Uh, But if there's ever been a debate about best werewolf sex scene, uh, we just settled it for now. Because I'm sure, now that we know this, this will come back up when we do another Summer of the Wolf. Surprise, we have the Lon Howling. Chaney version. <laughs> the, un- the uncut Lon Chaney version? Yeah, wasn't there some old silent <laughs> film werewolf movie or something? That... <laughs> it, it turns out, like, it's just snuff, porn, some old stag reel werewolf sex scene. Who knew this was a thing? Turns out somebody had, had rolled film on Lon Chaney and some set director girl from behind the scenes. Oh, no. Brutal. <laughs> Brutal. <laughs> It's refreshment time, and our refreshment stand is loaded with good things to eat. There's crispy, crunchy popcorn, and hot, delicious buttered popcorn, lots of candy, and frosty, refreshing cold drinks. Why not treat yourself at the refreshment center now? Um... All right, so we move out of the Summer of the Wolf uh, categories there. So now we go to, uh, we keep the jokes rolling. And we're going to go to the Spook Show Funniest Moment. Now we all kind of put our heads together to come up with some uh, classic moments from yeah. from the past year. Um, and I guess we can, you know, this will be more like, I guess we can name one, right? I mean, that's the point of this. We'll give it an award. But this will just be funny to kind of reminisce and talk about. Um, <laughs> when Smoke brought an audience of crickets with him, <laughs> um, and that was uh, that wasn't even like a movie review episode. That was uh, when we were t- when we that were talking like... to Travis Royce. That was the uh, wrap up. Yeah, yeah. 
that was the wrap-up episode of uh, the uh, Spook Show History Spotlight. Yeah, History of the Werewolf series that we were doing. Yeah. And mm-hmm. uh, every time Smoke would talk, he had a band of crickets piping in, <laughs> piping in in the background. So we had to mention it um, during the show. We had to mention, like, hey, all right, if you're hearing crickets, that's not our in-studio audience. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's just the background because Smoke's sitting outside. <laughs> um, were you fishing? Yeah, we- no, yeah, the story behind that was I was over at my uh, dad's house for a barbecue and I couldn't get back here to the studio, so to speak, to do the show. So I just had to do it outside and I couldn't do it inside because, you know, people are conversating and stuff. It's a family thing or whatever. So I just went outside and the crickets were louder than anything. I probably, I probably could have done it inside and would have been better. <laughs> but, but yeah, the guy. Uh, so, was he, fun, so he just walked out to the middle of the forest and decided to do a podcast. <laughs> Um, but that, that was back in episode 70 where we, like I said, that was the wrap up of the history of werewolves, uh, series that we did throughout the summer. Um, (laughs) another, another one here we got is, uh, we actually uh, have, well, no, this is wolf cop. And then we have one from another wolf cop. Um, the exploding wolf dick from wolf cop. (laughs) Oh man, that was, I mean, It's bad. You know, never been done before. Like, what the it's fuck? Never, it's never been done before. You're just like, what the we, fuck was that? Ate it happening, but then, but then, like getting like the tight shot of it. Yeah. Which means it wasn't like It wasn't something like kind of happened. They, it wasn't something that kind of uh, like happened and then they cut away. Like uh, they stayed on it. That means they had to design <laughs> this whole gag. Um, around the, the fact that this dick was exploding. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, that was back in episode 63. So if you want to go back and uh, hear the comments we made on that one, that's where you can find that. And then... And uh, there was a lot of comments throughout the entire podcast episode, yeah. of course. <laughs> well, I think that was another thing, too. Like, we, we, you know, in Wolf Cop, we discovered that there are werewolf sex scenes. And uh, also, yeah. Wolf Cop, we realized there was a theme with like uh, uh, something to do with bleeding and dicks in some of these movies because it happened in Ginger Snaps too, right? Like the dude's at the urinal and he starts pissing blood. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So apparently, that's another <laughs> thing that just randomly happens in uh, werewolf movies. So the next one was actually from another Wolf Cop, which we did in episode seventy-one, and that is the uh, the Bad Willie. So I. <laughs> So I, this was like a uh, a creature that got put inside of uh got his name was Willie right yeah yeah got put yeah, inside Willie. yeah got put inside Willie and then it came out like alien style like bleh, you know it's comes out of his stomach right <laughs> but it's got a face and it can talk and everything and it looks kind of like it's got a mustache yeah. it's got a fucking mustache <laughs> yeah it does. Oh. And then what? What does Willie do? He smokes weed with it, all kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah, he's like he's conversating he's with it and having fun with it yeah. and everything. Um, so yeah, that that was uh, the the uh, the last one was Bad Willie from Another Wolf Cop. Like we said, the exploding wolf dick and Wolf Cop. And then the last one that was nominated, Will, I think you put it on there. This was your nominee. Uh, me talking about Thanksgiving chicken last year and. <laughs> Last year, I believe that was in, yeah, that was in the Thanksgiving episode where we watched Blood Rage from 1987. So that was episode 46. Um, 
that happened like i actually had to because you know we go back in our anniversary episode and we actually play clips from these uh these incidents that we're talking about and a whole bunch more that we pull so i'll go back and listen to some of the episodes or if we remember certain things and i'll pull the clips and we'll play them on the anniversary episode so i've already pulled that clip of that and that came during our audible read you know our audible mid-roll read where we're talking about uh i think i pulled up like thanksgiving books or something like that and then i say something like uh so yeah when you're sitting around eating your chicken you can uh uh read this thanksgiving book or something and then will of course had to point out uh, that I'm the only person on the planet. Well, I mean, I did chicken instead of turkey on Thanksgiving. I did let you finish the read. <laughs> so there was that. I, guess. I, I let you go. Thank and you. I was just like, uh, before we move on, <laughs> how much chicken do you consume on Thanksgiving? <laughs> so yeah, that, that that'll be one that we play. I mean, hey, it might, it, it might be great. I don't know. I'm not hating. <laughs> Look, everybody loves chicken. <laughs> <laughs> if we always make it a habit to uh, eat the chicken on uh, Thanksgiving, I'll give you that. But um, all right, so those are the nominees. So we've got uh, smokes bringing smoke bringing his cricket audience with him on the on the show. Uh, the exploding wolf dick and wolf cop. Uh, Bad Willie showing up in another wolf cop, and then uh, my Thanksgiving chicken. So uh, uh, Will, we'll start with you. What do you, what do you think is the funniest moment? I'm going to stick with my name. Yeah, Bad I'm Willie. I'm going to go with Bad Willie. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Donnie, what do you say? Yeah, it's Bad Willie. Because, it, <laughs> you know, the uh, the wolf dick, it explodes, and that's that. You know, Bad Willie is, you know, a good 25, 30 minutes of just like, what the fuck? <laughs> it was a gift kept giving. <laughs> All right, so, yeah. uh, Smoke, you might be the deciding factor here. What do you say? Yeah, I, I got to go with Bad Willie, too. And, 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 and I mean, uh, <laughs> like you said, the exploding wolf cop dick. Yeah, that was it was hilarious. It was pretty funny after the fact. Uh, at first, it's kind of like, what the hell's going on here? And then when that happened, you're like, what the fuck? Yeah, I've never seen that before. <laughs> it, it does make you literally laugh out loud when it happens. But, yeah, <laughs> I, I, Bad Willie just is the joke that keeps going. <laughs> And, I'm sure and for some reason, like I mentioned earlier, that, that cracks me up when he's like got weed and he gives Bad Willie some weed. <laughs> he's like, they're smoking <laughs> weed, buddy. <laughs> Not, I mean, like that. So you guys have swept the category, so my vote doesn't matter. But uh, so just for shits and giggles, I'm going to throw in the uh, the cricket audience that you brought along with you. That was that was hilarious. That that was pretty good. Good unintentional comedy is always. Uh, it's the subtle stuff that gets me every time. So. But yeah, that so that's the winner. We'll go with Bad Willie from Another Wolf Cop uh, is the winner for uh, uh, Spook Show funniest moment of the year. And uh, like I mentioned, I do, oh, no, I was gonna say I do have a runner-up though that I didn't think about until after the fact because I forgot about Demons is in there that we watched this year, right? Demons yeah. was in after post October movies. Yeah, yeah yep. you remember the scene in there where the demon comes out of the person's back. You know, the, the girl, she's on the floor, oh, yeah. hunched over, and the yeah. full-size demon comes out of her back <laughs> and then runs gleefully, like this evil, gleeful look behind the curtain, the theater curtain or whatever. <laughs> that scene cracks me up every, yes, every damn time I watch it. It's funnier each time. Uh, there's a lot of what... We might have to sneak in somewhere else. In, there's a lot of moments in that the, movie and, that are funny, but, like, I, I think one of the biggest, which should, honestly should have been a category, maybe we can do this next year, like a big... Maybe we differentiate between funniest moment and biggest what the fuck moment. 
because oh yeah yeah that yeah. one had one of the biggest what the fuck moments when a helicopter just falls out of nowhere <laughs> <laughs> and has nothing blades to do aren't with even nothing. rotating <laughs> they're just like hmm. I just I mean like it wasn't referenced any at any point during the movie there's just so much in that movie that's just like what the hell was going on I think we even said in that episode like uh, well you gave uh, Somebody said, hey, we can get a helicopter. And then they were like, okay, let's figure out how to get it in here, you know. <laughs> um, yeah, and there's tons of other moments in that movie. But, yeah, maybe that's a category next year's uh, the WTF uh, moment. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right, so we move on. Now, this is another one. It's got, a, it's got a lot of nominees here that we'll go through. But this is one that definitely is going to take a minute to kind of uh, go through because there's yeah. a lot of nominated. Um, best kill scene. Um, and I'm sure we can always think of more as you go along, but we need to kind of pare it down. So we've got the scene from Blood Rage where uh, the chick is cut in half at the waist. <laughs> and this is where, like, you just go out in the middle of the uh, – I think he cut – you find her out in the middle of the woods, right, and she's still alive and she's cut in half. <laughs> and then yeah. she just dies. Um, we've got VFW. Now, that we've got, what, four different things from that from that movie. And that, that once again, that movie is going to come back up here in a little bit later on in the show. Um, you got the shotgun to the head. You got dude's head used to beat the door down into the VFW bar. <laughs> when they just used the guy as a battering ram. Uh, circular saw to the chest. Multiple victims. Uh, you got the chick stabbed through the back with a pole, then impaled through the mouth and out the back of her head and stuck to the floor. So it's almost like the it's almost like the Iwo Jima type thing. Like, you know. <laughs> Good Lord. <laughs> Um, a memorable death from Chopping Mall, the Killbot death laser head explosion, which, you know, is arguably <laughs> one of the best head explosion scenes in, in, in horror history. Uh, Wolf Cop, when uh, the gang member gets his face ripped off. Now, that one is debatable whether he dies or not, right? Like, you assume that he's dead in that movie, but well, apparently he does come back. Come to find movie. out. Yeah, yeah. He, he, but in that scene, you know, but still, it's pretty memorable, right? Like the dude getting his face ripped mm. off, and like oh, yeah. I think Willie's like, yeah. "Holy shit, you ain't got no face," you know. <laughs> and the guy's like, <laughs> you know. <laughs> um, an American oh, werewolf man. in London, when uh, the detective's head is bitten off as the werewolf exits the theater. Uh, another wolf cop, the van driver, gets impaled through the seat by uh, wolf cop's arm, then punched in the face, <laughs> and I think he's. <laughs> And I think he starts driving the van as it yeah, he does. Boom, yeah. And then he's just his hand is through his chest. <laughs> uh, just recently in Maximum Overdrive, uh, the kid gets steamrolled in the outfield just out of nowhere. Just like a steamroller comes through <laughs> of the baseball outfield and rolls this kid over. Uh, and the last one in Maximum Overdrive, uh, dude gets run over by a semi and then blood splatters on the truck's grill. So that, I think that was the one that was like, I think that was the guy that, like, the kid, Deke, in the movie, his dad. Yeah. So, I got to go find my boy. Boom! Just gets nailed by a truck <laughs> yeah. and laid down. So, uh, those are just some. I mean, obviously, you know, we're, we're a horror podcast, so we watch uh, a lot of death on this show. So, it, it's hard yeah. to pare them all down. But uh, out of what we just said, I mean, we won't necessarily pare this list down. Um, out of the ones we said or any other you got, uh, Will, what do you think? Well, I, I want to throw this one out. Um in maximum overdrive, when the when the kid does get run over by the steamroller, if if that would have been the unedited version of that one, I think for me that would have been hands down it. 
Yeah, because there uh, supposedly oh, yeah. there was like a blood bag yeah. or something that, that popped. Yeah. yeah. Definitely yeah. had potential before uh, but, Spencer's got a hold of it. Yeah. 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 Uh, but if you take that one away, uh, Wolf Cobb, the dude, I know the guy didn't get killed. It doesn't matter to me. <laughs> uh, the dude getting his face ripped off and then running around for like another like five minutes in the movie. That's it for me. That's it. So, uh, Wolf Cop, dude getting his face uh, ripped off. Um, Donnie, we'll, we'll go to you. Out of the ones we've mentioned here or any others you want to add, what do you say? God, there's so many good ones. Like, there's just a lot. But to narrow it down, man, that is memorable. I got to go with uh, – I got to, you know, uh, echo Willie with uh, the guy getting his face ripped off. I mean, that <laughs> is – you saw that and you're just like, holy shit. That is awesome. <laughs> You know, but yeah, that's my vote. All right, Professor, what do you say? Well, I'm a I'm a sucker for a good head explosion. <laughs> I could actually probably give you, I don't know if you want to do it here. I could probably give you my top four or five head explosion movies. No, but no I don't know if you want to do that now. If we'll, we'll, do, yeah, you know, we'll, we'll hold we'll, off on that yeah, one. Yeah, we'll save that Talking. for like a spotlight or something like that. There, I think yeah. there's, there's some good meat on the bone with that one. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot on that. There's a lot in that one. But Chopping Mall is in there. It's up there in those top five head explosion ones. So, uh. Yeah, I'm going with Chopping Mall. That, that was just a, the Killbot with a laser, just Killbot laser head explosion. I mean, out of left field. I mean, you, you, know, you know these Killbots, what they do, but you didn't really expect it to blow this woman's head off. Um, I agree. I'm going to go with you, Smoke. I think that's the one that, like, if I look mm. through this list of movies and this list of the ones that we've nominated here, I think that's the one, like, I, I saw years ago, and it's like, whoa, you know, like... <laughs> And, and it's so yeah. and it's so out of the skill set of these robots up to that point too. Like, you think they can just kind of shoot yeah. lasers and like, oh, it hits somebody and they die. All of a sudden, this bitch is like, yeah. ah, turns around, and boom, her head explodes. So <laughs> that one's always a, a shocking moment for sure. So I think that's one of the best. So I guess we have a tie here. I guess uh, we have uh, we have two winners here. We've got Chopping Mall, uh, the the head explosion scene, and that was uh, back in episode fifty seven. And uh, the guy getting his face ripped off and then running around for five minutes uh, in Wolf Cop, and that was in episode 63. So uh, split decision, we'll just give it to them both. You both get a trophy, and we'll be sending that through FedEx uh, to, uh, to all the recipients. Um, all right, so... And don't blame them if it gets lost. Yeah, if it gets lost in the mail, my bad. You know, that's... Uh, you just won't get one. Um, so some, so, so some of these are less debatey and more just like here, here are the facts. We've got the kill count award. Now this goes to the highest kill count, and uh, will there? There is kind of a debate here because we have a. Def- <laughs> That's what I was about to say. It's, yeah, but it's not necessarily like here are four nominees. Let's talk. This is more like. There's a smaller conversation to be had because we have one that has a definitive number and then one that's kind of inconclusive. Um, we've got VFW, and the number that you came up with in that one was 71 deaths, <laughs> which is a lot of carnage. But in <laughs> Demons, uh, it's in, it's inconclusive. You didn't give a count because the way that movie ends, spoiler, <laughs> How can you? spoiler alert, like, the whole world might have just went up in flames. So there's a debate. Like, <laughs> yeah. do we give it to the one that has a solid number in VFW, or do we give it to the one that, like, you know what, the world could have just ended. Uh, let's give it to Demon. So 
I guess, Will, since you're, you're the kill count guy, we'll kind of give it to you. What do you say? VFW is awesome. Yeah, I'm going to have to go the other way. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to flip the script and go with uh... – yeah, I mean, because like, it's I'm going to have to go with demons. Tr- it truly does make sense. I mean, like, I know there's a hard number for VFW, but yeah. it does make sense because the way that movie ended, as batshit crazy as most of that movie was, um, somehow the uh, the virus or whatever the hell that was that was taking over people, this demon, uh, it got out. That that got out, and like you know, once they yeah. got out of that theater, like the whole world was burning. So. Yeah, um, it's like it turned into a post-apocalyptic demon movie at the end of it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you never. Yeah, the kill count is just—I guess it's ongoing, you know. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so. I think it. I think it, I think it's fair to give it to a demon. So we'll just go with that. Yeah. Um, all right, so that leads us to the Gore Score Award. Now, this is awarded to the movie that had the highest gore score. Now, the gore score, Smoke, I'll let you explain what that is, you know, just for, in case this is the first time you're tuning in. Oh, uh, yeah, gore score, you know, we take it from uh, Chaz Balin, horror journalist, the late Chaz Balin. Uh, he created the gore score back in the 80s in his uh, magazines, Deep Red, and then he had a book called Deep Red Horror Handbook, and he had a book called Gore Score, in which he'd give his review of the movie based on from a Bow Wow <laughs> Which was a dog, just a that was like a terrible movie for him. And then you go into skull ratings, a half a skull up to four skulls, I think was his top rating. So that was just based on the content of the movie. But then he would give a gore score from zero to ten based just on how much splatter was in the movie itself. So So that's how we and that's how I do it here. If it, if there's a movie that he has given a gore score for, I'll try to I'll give what his gore score was. And then sometimes we kinda amend it a little bit because, you know, he was writing about this in the 80s and since then you know things have progressed as far as gore like you got something like terrifier you know you got some like there's you got realistic gore and some kind of mean-spirited type gore versus something like street trash or whatever where it's just kind of good-natured fun you know splatter it's gory and stuff but it's not meant to be taken too seriously so so we kind of amend things in that in that area whether something's you know i'll mention whether it's sort of this mean-spirited kind of you know, crazy, you know, gore, like, again, like the kill and terrifier or, uh, you know, for fun stuff like uh, Evil Dead, Street Trash and whatnot. So still rated zero to ten. And I'll still go with pretty much what, what Chaz Balin said if he's already given one to a movie. And uh, I think there's maybe one and I can't even think of what it now, is now that I maybe went a little bit. I can't remember if I went lower or higher on it based on what he had. But again, it was one of those things where we kind of took the modern era and uh, applied everything that's come out since then that yeah i think i think i went lower on this movie i don't remember which one it was but but yeah so sometimes we'll amend it most of the time i'll go with his score if it's one he's already done so i think now we had another now we had a number Mm -hmm. of we had a number of nominees for this one because the highest rating that you gave out throughout the year was uh gore score wise was eight and there just happened to be a number of movies that you gave an eight to so we have blood. No, okay. So we have blood rage from 1987. Uh, we've got let's see VFW. We have demons, and we have what was the last one? I knew there was at least one more. Wolf Cop. Uh, you gave eight hmm. to all of those movies. Um, so Donnie, how did we come to the conclusion of uh, which one got the nod there? Well, we broke the tie basically from. Uh, smoke, since this is uh, Smoke's segment, um, 
his highest rating uh, got the Gore Score Award. Um, and the winner of that Gore Score Award is Demons. So so that was the uh, the, the Gore Score oh. 8, and that was the highest rating that Smoke gave to any of those four movies that we just named off. Yep. So, so that's the winner. Yep. The Gore Score Award winner, Demons. How and the Kill Count. How, yeah, yeah, you're right. I forgot. And kill count. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> so that kind of works out. Yeah. How appropriate, right? Because I know Smoke, that's one of your favorite movies, and you're a big uh, Italian oh, yeah. horror fan. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was up there. And I think, I think what Will's rating, I mean, not the Gore Score rating, but Will's overall rating on that one, I think it was much higher than his, the only other previous Italian movie we've done, which was uh, <laughs> his beloved Suspiria. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> For those that well, I mean, they did have a random room filled with barbed wire. <laughs> <laughs> and apparently magic door latches and stuff that you know, nobody could lift. Uh, but if you want to hear all the fun on that one, that's an oldie but a goodie. All the way back to episode three, Suspiria, which, you know, isn't, <laughs> yeah. isn't eligible for anything we're doing tonight. But if you want to go listen to a good fun one, uh, go go back and search through the archives for that one. That's, that's one that will never die. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Sadly... It took how long? What was episode? What was the demons episode? What number was that? So it took from whatever episode three was to whatever. I mean, episode three to whatever demons was before we did another Italian horror movie. Yeah, just because of Suspiria, according to Will. <laughs> um, all right, so now we're getting down to the nitty gritty. We've got uh, four more categories to go, so we're getting down to the big ones. Um, so we'll hit one of the big ones right away before we uh, dip down and back up to best movie. Uh, we're going to go ahead and do worst movie right now. We do have nominees for this one. Yeah, yeah but, so, uh, but we do ahead. have a definitive winner. Like, this isn't a debate, but we can yep. t- we, we are going to talk about it, and we can talk about it. So, um, number four, April Fool's Day, with a com- cumulative rating of 2.13. I'll pop it out here a little, a little bit so people can So, you've got The Curse of La Llorona. With April Fool's Day, Jesse James meets Frankenstein's daughter, and our famous Into the Dark Crawlers episode. So, out of the movies that we watched that are eligible here over the last year, those are your four nominees. Um, well, like I said, we have a definitive stat for this by our consensus ratings. Um, so, it's a split winner. We're going to give it to Jesse James meets Frankenstein's daughter. And Into the Dark Crawlers, because they both got the same score of 0.95 on our consensus rating. Um, yeah. And we and we watched those two, like, not too far apart from each other, too. Like, we watched uh, um, Into the Dark Crawlers in episode 54. And then uh, uh, we watched Jesse James Meets Frankenstein's Daughter in episode 59. Um, they also are home to two of our lowest single ratings. Um, Smoke, you gave Into the Dark Crawlers a half a star, and Donnie, <laughs> and Donnie, you gave that was gracious of me. Yeah, <laughs> gracious. Yeah, and, and Donnie, you gave the same score to Jesse James meets Frankenstein's daughter a half a star. So uh, that that drug both those down into the mud as far as the consistency rating is concerned. Yeah, I'll be updating that uh, in the anniversary. Episode. Yeah, that's what they call a tease <laughs> in the business. Hey. Uh, yeah, that, that's, that is the one cool thing about the uh, the anniversary episode is that we do have a chance to go back and change our ratings up or down um, 
during that episode. It's the one time of year we can do that, and then it freezes. That's it for that. So, yeah, I'm sure those both those movies you see there, Jesse James and, and Crawlers, those will be discussed again at length as far as uh, on that anniversary episode. But, uh, yeah, if you're just curious, Curse of La Arona had a cumulative score of 1.31, so it wasn't much better. And then April Fool's Day with 2.13. But I think we all kind of uh, didn't like April Fool's Day as much just simply because in the end there really was no death. You know, like you didn't yeah. <laughs> you didn't see it was all a big practical joke, right? So <laughs> you didn't see anything. So yeah. I think that kind of drug it down for us on that one. But uh, Will, do you have anything to add on Jesse, to, Jesse James or Carl? I was going to say, or failed to have, uh, if they would have added the, uh, the girl at the very end, you know, like coming back and, and – like it ends up, it was a joke there too. Of of she acted like she slit the girl's throat. Like if it, if they would have, you know, it, it would have it would have put a little bit more weight into the movie if they would have, you know, let that happen. You know, like everything's a joke except for this. Yeah. But they didn't follow through. Yeah, and I think we talked about that in the episode that like if that had actually happened, I think it would have went up like a full point for all of us. You know, pretty much so, or a full oh, star. Oh yeah, easy. Um. So yeah, Donnie, you got anything to add on Into the Dark, Crawlers, or uh, that was actually the first episode you know that I joined on, and it had to be, happened to be. All right, sorry about that. <laughs> yeah, fucking worst. <laughs> and of course, you're a, you're a huge fan of old westerns, so you love Jesse James meets Frankenstein's daughter, right? Uh, yeah, actually, you know, my dad is a huge western fan. I never really got into him though. Yeah, but uh, yeah. I, and that reflects in your score there of a half a star for Jesse James. Yeah, I'll be updating that though. Uh, there, there should be a clear cut winner here. And Smoke, you're you're uh, uh, a huge fan of uh, Into the Dark Crawlers uh, because it's even if you go back and listen to that episode, uh, it's kind of uh, it's kind of debatable whether you actually watched that movie at all, really, right? <laughs> Well, when I was getting up, getting a drink for the whole yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think like every other thing we kept mentioning, like I don't remember that happening. I must have been getting something to drink. <laughs> I think you just like I think you read the synopsis of like the Cliff Notes version or something, and just came on and talked about yeah. it. Yeah. But yeah. It, no, it, sad. Sadly enough, I actually did watch the whole movie. Yeah. <laughs> the whole movie too. Unfortunately, uh, I, really I watched. You know, read the book. I, yeah, yeah, I read the book too. Yeah. <laughs> now that I. I don't read books. I probably should have read the fucking book. <laughs> it would, at least it would have made more sense. Yeah. And, and uh, to commemorate uh, uh, crawlers, it should be like we should have a green screen on our, our uh, live view right now. It should because <laughs> remember in that movie, Maybe everything was kind of green, green view. Light. God, the green light for no fucking reason. <laughs> it was St. Patrick's Day. That's the reason. <laughs> All right, so yeah, the worst movie award, we're giving out two of them to uh, Into the Dark Crawlers and Jesse James Meets Frankenstein's Daughter. So, um, yeah, that, both those movies were not good, and our ratings reflect that. So, uh, to get more specific before we move on to the next category, uh, Into the Dark Crawlers, Donnie, you gave it one star, Will, one star, Smoke, half a star, and I actually gave it a star and a quarter. <laughs> I guess just to be the different guy in the room, I don't know. Um mm. So it's then, your fault. Yeah, it's, it's my fault that it didn't get the clear winner of uh, the trophy. <laughs> and then Jesse James meets Frankenstein's daughter. Like we said, Donnie, you gave it half star, but Will, you get you only gave it three quarters of a star. 
uh, Smoke, you gave it a star and a quarter, and so did I, a star and a quarter. And I think that's kind of – I think that's really the reasoning there was uh, putting it in a perspective of, you know, it's just an old movie from 1966. And to this date still, that's the oldest the movie. Fact. No, it's not the oldest movie. I'm sorry. Wolfman, 1941. Mm. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I was going to say, and it was a god-awful movie, but it was also shot in, what, six days while they were recording another movie? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was yep. shot, I think it was seven or eight feature. days. <laughs> seven or eight days, and they shot two movies at the same time. Yeah, the other one was, what, Billy the Kid versus Dracula? <laughs> yeah, I think it was, yep. yep. And they, then yep. they played as a double feature, like, uh, a month later when they cut it and put it out in theaters <laughs> um <laughs> all right so uh we kind of uh ramp back down a little bit and we're and these are kind of like handing out to awards really uh before we move up to the big one of best movie um first we'll give out the award for the spook show scream king uh now this would be the highest rated episode appearances you know for those eligible movies between episode 45 and 73 uh so that's how we kind of came up with it right donnie so like Basically, whoever appeared in the most movies of the highest-rated movies, mm-hmm. that's that's who gets the Scream King, and then the same deal with the Scream Queen. So yep. the winner, uh, we don't really have a list of nominees, but the winner for Scream King is the one and only Dick Miller. He was in Chopping Mall and The Howling. Uh, Smoke, you got anything to add on Dick Miller? Oh, God, man. I got, he's in... <laughs> I'm sure that it won't be long before we get to another movie that Dick Miller was in on here because he used it, his his credits. If you look on IMDb, there's a ton of them. Uh, he was a he, Roger uh, Corman used him a lot. Uh, Joe Dante's used him a lot. He's just he's a face that you'll know even if you didn't know his name and you saw him, you, you'll instantly recognize him from a ton of other movies. Uh, and most of those movies, he's playing an incidental sort of role in. Just not you know. I think it was as far as starring. He starred in a bucket of blood, Roger Corman movie. Yeah. And, uh, and I don't know really how many other movies that he had the starring role in that. <laughs> I mean, it can't be the only one, but it's the only one that's coming to my mind right now. And most of the other ones you'll just notice them in, in very, very unforgettable scenes. He just plays this, uh, this, he just plays himself basically. Yeah. <laughs> like any movie you see him in, he's just that same way, you know, and that's why you recognize him instantly from his voice and hey, his acting style. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that guy. Yeah. Gremlins. I mean, God, how many movies can we name with him in there? God. The two that we have on here, Gremlins is a very, very one that you would very much recognize him from too. Yeah, and Gremlins yeah, was, too, for that matter. He had a bigger role in that movie. <laughs> he was more of a. Yeah. He was more than a character actor in that movie. I mean, he was one of the stars of the movie, really. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, he was in the Terminator, the Burbs. I mean, he he's got 184 <laughs> acting credits on IMDb. Uh, unfortunately, he passed away back in January of 2019. So he's this is a posthumous award. He's no longer with us, but <laughs> um, yeah, well deserved, and uh, definitely one of those dudes you always recognize as soon as you see him. So, uh, what better way to uh, hand out the first annual Scream King award than to Dick Miller? Um, and I think the Scream Queen is, uh, award goes to another deserving person, and that is D. Wallace. Uh, she was in Popcorn and The Howling. Now we've. We've seen her in more than that, though, right? Like maybe not within the calendar year, but we've done a, hmm. uh, at least uh, two other D. Wallace movies that come to mind, right? Um, because I know she was in Three from Hell. Oh, and uh, Critters. Yeah, yeah. Critters. yeah, she was in Critters. Yeah, yeah. yeah so hmm. she's been in at least four movies that we've talked about, you know, in our uh, throughout our history, 
And uh, like I said, she was in, uh, this, just this past year, she was in Popcorn and The Howling. So That we covered, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that we covered in the last year. So well, another well-deserved Scream Queen for sure is Dee Wallace. Could not think of a better one, you know. Yeah, I mean, one of the tops. Uh, she's yeah. mo- mostly known from E.T. She was in Cujo. Of course, like yep. we said, The Howling Critters, Popcorn, tons of others. She On IMDb, she has 256 act, acting credits. And she's still kicking today, man. Like, she's still cranking them out. Uh, oh. One of the best. So, well-deserved Scream Queen, Scream Queen Award for D. Wallace. So, that leads us up to the main event. Um, best movie. Um, I guess here we go. We can go ahead and list off what the nominees are for best movie. We've got... The Howling, It, Chapter 2, An American Werewolf in London, and Behind the Mask, The Rise of Leslie Vernon. Now, this is, you know, uh, obviously opinion-based because we're the ones that gave our opinions on those individual episodes and came up with a star rating. Um, yep. But the award will go to the one that's got the highest star rating. So, uh, I guess without any further ado, drum roll. <laughs> We are going to hand out the Best Movie Award for the first annual All-American Spook Show Awards to Behind the Mask, The Rise of Leslie Vernon. It had a cumulative score of an even four uh, from the three of us, because like we said earlier, uh, Donnie wasn't doing the star ratings on that one yet. But uh, I've got a sneaking suspicion that this rating might actually go up a little bit when we do the anniversary episode. Um, we'll, we'll find out at the end of October, but yeah. What, what can you say? I mean, uh, Will, we'll start with you. What, what do you, you have anything, any more thoughts about behind the mask? Uh, just a super fun movie. I think, uh, you know, when, when this was put together, it was put together with a lot of love and it, it definitely showed through. Donnie, what do you say? Yeah, I mean, man. Not to go in you know, deep because you said, like you said, you'll you'll give your yeah, final thoughts. Yeah, I'll give my uh, give my final thoughts on the uh, on the anniversary episode. But yeah, man, it is a complete work. You know, it's definitely uh, yeah. I'll give my good my stuff. Good stuff. Way, yeah. good stuff. Yeah. So, smoke. Yep. You're the one that uh, brought it to the table. So you've been completely vindicated. It's been nominated as the best movie. <laughs> We've watched all year, so uh, go ahead and do the acceptance speech. Oh yes, yeah, so, uh, thank you. I'd like to thank all of you. <laughs> no, it was it, that movie is just uh, yeah. I mean, what can you say? The comedy works, the horror works, and they don't try to met. They don't really mesh the two. The horror is horror, you know, the slasher type scenes, and the comedy stuff kind of works from this whole movie within the movie sort of found footage stuff going on. And but the characters they bring into the movie, like uh, Robert England playing sort of a Dr. Lubas type character, you know, these, all that type of stuff, just everything in this movie kind of worked for it. And it just came out of left field the first time I saw it. I had no idea what it was and kind of blew me away. So I'm glad all glad it was, uh, all y'all loved it too. So yeah, it, it was a great movie. I mean, uh, like I said, I, I really have a feeling that that four is about to go up. Uh, when we do the anniversary episode. So I guess that kind of wraps it up here for the uh, first annual All-American Spook Show Horror Podcast Award Show. We'd like to thank the Academy for uh, <laughs> and the and the for, uh, Hollywood Foreign <laughs> Press and uh, 
<laughs> All the rest. Wait, are we the Academy? Yeah, yeah. We're, I'm thanking us because we did it. Okay. Hooray, we did it. Yeah. Next week, we are going to be watching the Patreon poll winner. of We, we gave our, our patrons three choices uh, over there of what we're going to be watching. What was it? Hacker Lantern? I'm completely blanking on what the three were. I know it was Hacker Lantern, um, Trick or Treats, and... Yeah. <laughs> Lord, I'm I'm completely blanking on one of the one of the eighty movies is called Trick or Treats. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's a great question. Um, oh, uh, the third one was the Midnight Hour. That was the yeah. other. One. Oh yeah, 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 it was the Midnight Hour. Midnight yeah. Hour. <laughs> yeah, it literally as soon. Well, as I'm I had wondering one. which one won. Well, we don't know yet. Like like I said, as of the recording of this, we don't have a final on the poll yet, so we can't say yet. But one of those three movies that we just talked about, that is what we will be watching next yeah. week and that will be coming out on monday october 11th at 6 p.m east that'll be episode 77 so um i guess that's really all we'll just leave it there until uh, a decision is made you'll find out uh when the next episode comes out we'll announce what the winner is and uh, we'll go from there so uh i guess that's really all we got here so uh yeah uh, yeah, this is actually something we've wanted to do as far as the award show. This is something we've we've wanted to do for a little bit. Yeah. Um, you know, just kind of threw it, well, I want to say we threw it together. I mean, we planned it a little bit, but, uh, but yeah, it, it worked out well. Yeah, I think it went good. Until next year when we do another award show and um, all the other big things that we have planned here for the month of October. I'm Josh for Donnie, Will, and the Professor Smoke. We are the All-American Spook Show Horror Podcast, and we will talk to you next week. And now, folks, it's time to say goodnight. We sincerely appreciate your patronage and hope we've succeeded in bringing you an enjoyable evening of entertainment. Please drive home carefully and come back again soon. Good night. <laughs>